No, not really. You are a fat piece of shit. You're listening to Epic Cheat Day with your host, Derek Strong. What I'd like to have right now is for all you fat, ugly, listening skills yeah <laughs> i actually like having a little bit of a conversation before the before you actually start the con uh, start the podcast mm-hmm. conversation guys welcome to another episode of the epic cheat day podcast i'm your host derek strong with me is a wonderful talented young actress the lovely masha speed am i saying this right spivak or spivak it's spivak spivak She's yeah. Ukrainian, guys. She's Ukrainian. She's a vegan. I know. Boo! Eat some fucking pork, why don't you? She doesn't do that because she's also a Jew. Uh, we have so many things in common, wow, don't we, Wow, look Masha? at that. You're really connecting things there. I am. So many. This is the way it's done. This is how the big boys do it here in the podcast world. Uh, say hi to my loyal listeners. Hello, loyal listeners. Loyal listeners. Uh, I wanted to have Masha on here because she is doing the big move. Uh, for the comics who are listening, you know the move that you guys want to make eventually. Out to LA to become famous, to seek out your fortune, to do all that fun stuff. She's actually doing that shit. So before she leaves, I wanted to get her on the podcast because she's one of my favorite people to talk to. So <laughs> that's why she's here. And um, fuck all of you guys. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. How are you doing today, Masha? I thought that was a great intro. You do know what you're talking about. I do know what I'm talking about, guys. I have somebody here who could vouch for the fact that I know what I'm talking about. Uh, Masha Latte. I call her Masha Latte, mashed potatoes and gravy. Um, Bangers and Mosh. That's a great name. Mosh. Bangers and Mosh. Bangers and Mosh. Have you ever had Bangers and Mosh back when you were a meat eater? I don't think I've ever had it. No. I mean, you've been to, I mean, I clearly you've been to Irish pubs before. She did bartend before, guys. So, yeah. She, yeah. She knows the deal. She knows about Irish pubs. Uh, yeah. It's um, it's a heavy dish, like most Irish pub food. And uh, it's a little bit on the gross side. I like it. But, you know, being drunk definitely helps. Yeah. Definitely helps. I mean, being drunk can help a lot of things. Yes, it so. can. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it can. Um. So talk to me. Talk to me about being a vegan. What's that like? Okay, well, I've been an on and off again vegan. So I will say that right now I do eat fish. I don't want to anger any full-blown vegans. Listen, Um, what are we doing after this? (laughs) We are having sushi. And we're not (laughs) All you can eat. All you can eat sushi. That's right. We're really- sushi taco. Yeah, that is very not a vegan thing to do. But I mostly am vegan. So yeah, no, it's just, uh, it's- a choice for the environment, the animals, and just health. I feel good without the the meat. Yeah, I gave it up in like 2013. Okay, and that's it. And yeah. would you say? And what improvements can you tell people that you've definitely noticed uh, turning vegan? Um, that's a good amount of time, I would say. That yeah, you know, that's a long time. Somebody. Yeah, How, yeah. Would you say really like really sticks out to you health wise? Um, I think I just have more energy and, um, it was easier for me to like get in shape. I, it's hard to completely say though, because it also coincides with, am I eating good food in general or not? Right. You can be a junk food vegan, which I've also been. So (laughs) if you do that, then I mean, 
you're not getting the benefits that you want to get. So but. that always, by the way, that's always confounded me to no end when I've met people who are vegan and vegetarian and they're heavier than me. And I'm like, what are you doing wrong <laughs> or right? I don't know which side of the equation you're on. But There is uh, a lot of delicious, unhealthy vegan food, which is great. It is. You can enjoy yourself no matter what there you is. eat. But yeah. Guys, Oreos are vegan. So they are. They are. Uh, and uh, just to let you know, yeah, there's a lot of vegan food that you just, I mean, even the ones that are specifically marketed towards vegans, if you just look, just look at the nutrition, just please use your head. I It's something I, I bring up in the podcast a lot, you know, especially like, uh, 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 for instance, protein bars. Protein <laughs> bars are my favorite, like, marketing genius thing because they're candy bars. I know what a fucking Snickers bar is, okay? A Snickers bar is peanuts, nougat, and caramel. Mm-hmm. So to half the protein bars on the market, they just put dairy whey in there to fucking amp up the protein, but they're terrible for Yeah, them. they have tons of sugar. Yeah. Tons of sugar. Totally. I... It's funny, too. I remember reading about a brand of popcorn, like one of those just um, ready-made popcorns. Yeah. And all they did was rebrand. They were like, okay, let's put vegan on it and gluten-free on it. It's just popcorn, but it, like, blew up. And it's, like, one of the most successful popcorn brands now. And it's, like, all, you know, you just put labels on it and you have your crowd. I mean, the gluten-free one is one that gets me because the percentage of people with an actual gluten allergy is like minuscule mm-hmm. and for people who don't have a gluten allergy none of that matters to you at all it's your body's still going to process it it doesn't matter it's irrelevant correct me if i'm wrong i mean i don't know if you've read anything different but yeah i've just read that unless you have a gluten allergy you can eat gluten you yeah basically i mean i've done the gluten-free thing before too i was paleo at one point so Jesus. i was <laughs> so please tell everybody what paleo is let's deep dive into this dietary stuff what yeah is paleo? that's like when you basically eat like a caveman so lots of meat and um fruits vegetables and nuts and seeds so really? no no dairy which is you know vegans also don't eat dairy yeah. and then um yeah you, you stay away from processed food but uh yeah. But you get to eat meat. See, now that, that's pretty fucking tempting. Yeah. For me. Steak was like my favorite food when Ste- I went vegan. Steak's I like... my favorite food ever. Yeah. No, it's not. I'm lying. But <laughs> what is your favorite food? Sushi. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, we're, Good we're, answer. We're about to hit. Good a- yeah. Like, and when I tell people that, their mind is blown because I talk about White Castle all the time. I'm like, no, no, no. You got to understand something here. White Castle is my favorite fast food my favorite all-around food like if there was a beverage version of sushi it'd be disgusting but i'd probably have it just because i could cover all the food i would too with that. You i would, would too right? yeah yeah totally uh sushi is amazing I, it's like little jewelry that you get to eat <laughs> i like that yeah um so i would colorful. never want to eat my jewelry but if it was sushi i certainly would Guys, hit me up at the Epic Cheat Day Podcast at Gmail, Facebook, Instagram. You can find out whether or not Masha actually does eat her jewelry. Some people might. I don't know. She's a Jew. Uh, we're, we're crazy people. That's a good way to hide jewelry, right? You can't spell jewelry evidently. without Jew. So, yeah, evidently you can hide it that way. Um, you know, there are fortunes that people have made by selling, you know, you know, Holocaust jewels and gold. That's true. Um, which is fucked up. I don't know why I'm going there with that. I have no fucking idea. Is that just something that naturally happens every time you're with another Jew? Yes. Yeah, like, it's just the weirdest... It's the weirdest compulsion. I, I think it's because I don't... Like, I spent most of my life not identifying as a Jew. And then when I, like... I basically got waterboarded by Jews 
into saying that I'm a Jew because they're like, but your mom's a Jew, but your mom's a Jew, but your mom's a Jew. I'm like, fuck it, then I'm a Jew. So I'm. So when did it. that switch happen for you? Uh, probably when I was late teens. Okay. In my 20s because I was around a lot of Jews then and, and like they just, just fucking nonstop. I'm like, I identify as none of these things. Like I was christened for God's sakes, you know. My dad's a Catholic, mom's a Jew. So, and I, I, I spent a lot of the Jewish holidays, but I'm not, I wasn't bar mitzvah, you know. Were you, you were bar mitzvah, right? No. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. hell yeah. We're not real <laughs> Jews. High five. We just high fived. Right. I'm, we- I'm doing this like it's a visual <laughs> medium here. Right, here's yeah. the high five sound. That's there right. It is. Um, wow, you weren't. I, I no. could have sworn like you did the whole bat mitzvah and, you know. No, that kind of went over everyone's head in my family, I guess. We just passed, missed that. I don't know. I My my family is very like proud to be Jewish, yeah. which is not always the case coming from Eastern Europe because a lot of people yeah. felt, felt <laughs> like they had to hide that, it. Right? Like, yeah. Woo, that, that makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. Man. So, I mean, I, I'm glad that my family didn't feel like they had to hide in that sense, but uh, we, you couldn't practice the religion. So they yeah. didn't like, you know, we, we had th- some traditions, but they were kind of our own. It wasn't like Got they it. went they went to, you know, temple or anything. So we, we didn't do that. Yeah, but. I I I definitely understand where you're coming from. My neighborhood growing up, Upper West Side of Manhattan, it's like it was the first it was so the first the first bat mitzvah ever performed on earth was performed in that neighborhood at a synagogue on eighty sixth and Central Park West, oh, which wow. is not too far from where uh, I think John Lennon got killed but whatever i don't know what that has to do with anything uh but it's like an extremely jewish neighborhood and like i think i I, I think you and i discussed this before but like so i grew up around a lot of jews thinking Mm -hmm. that jews were everywhere and it wasn't until i got out of that neighborhood i was like no we're not everywhere no they're not all over the place there's little pockets here and there but um, i think that's a common experience for yeah jewish people or people who grow up in jewish neighborhoods now where did you grow up I grew up in Northbrook, so that's a northwest suburb of Chicago, which has a lot of Jews, but I somehow managed to grow up with mostly non-Jewish friends. Okay. Yeah. So I, I I think I just felt different from most people there, but also like a lot of the Jews that I grew up around, I think I thought had, you know, came from money and they were there for many years and I came from an immigrant family and I was just a little different. But all of my friends growing up, almost all of them are either immigrants themselves or children of immigrants. And that's something I did not realize until I was basically an adult. And looking back, I was like, oh, that, we that connected. That so much. Yeah. 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 It's the funniest thing about that. Um, yeah. So Tara, who you saw me <laughs> hanging out, she came to pick me up. I was visiting my friend Tara. And uh, so Tara grew up in Indiana. And mm. she literally, like, her family was the only Jewish family in the neighborhood she grew up in. She's going to make a fascinating guess because of this. But, like, so she was, like, she was the minority in her in her, in her her neighborhood. Like, that's, like, they were the family of people, like, I don't know about them, you know. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I mean, I went to school in Indiana. And I oh, really? was okay. surprised. I, I knew that I was going to meet people who didn't you know, didn't grow up around a lot of Jews, but yeah. I was surprised at how many people were like, you're my first Jew. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Hopefully I'm, you know, carrying on a good name. And listen, guys, for you who don't have enough Jew experience with you, you're listening to this podcast. So, or of course you have experience with me 
And now you have experience with yet another one of my people. We're wonderful people. Yeah, make friends with some Jews. I mean, we're we're good, kind-hearted people. We are. We are. We are. We get a bad rap, but we're yeah, pretty you know great. What? And it's like, yes, do we control all of Hollywood? Yes, we do. Do we control most of finance? Sure. But fuck, did we not pay a lot of dues in order to get there? I mean, come on, Holocaust, pyramids. I, our people paid Pogroms. some fucking dues. Yeah, there yeah. we go. She's doing the deep cuts. I don't even know what she just said right there, but it sounds bad. I mean, if you think about it, it's a miracle that we still exist. We yeah. really shouldn't. We shouldn't. And, and you know we why? do. We persevere. Do you know why? Incest fucking. That's why, guys. Okay, that's cousins fucking cousins and brothers fucking sisters in a desert where nobody can find them. When they talk about the 12 tribes of Israel, they really talk about their, we're all descended from the same 12 fucking families, and that's it. That's it. That's why we're all stricken with all sorts of, like, cancer and dying young and hypochondria and all of that. It's because incest fucking. You know, look at the Brits, though. We have it better than the Brits because our people, a lot of us look fucking good, okay? The Brits, when they're fucked up and fugly and their cousin fucking, they turn out fucked up looking. Bad teeth. The bad teeth. Like, that's genetically. I, sh- I shouldn't be talking. I-, I have good teeth now. I was going to say, like, you have bad teeth. Are you no. fucking kidding? You have a photogenic smile for that. I had braces, though. I I had, so like, had buck teeth growing up. Yeah. No, I it's was right. not cute. Hey, listen, guess what? We make up for it because our people make some money, and that's how that was. Mine, oh, natural, but I... I my brothers all they both have braces. Well, you're bragging. I'm yeah. totally bragging. No, yeah. I'm totally bragging. I got some gaps, so it's starting to happen because I'm missing some of my back teeth. And the dentist told me they were like, "Listen, you should probably get some implants." I'm like, "What are you talking about? This has been like 20 years with missing these teeth." They're like, "Yeah, if you keep going like that, the spaces are just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger." Isn't and they it weird out the how teeth that teeth move? Yeah. Like, what is the, what is up with that? What is up with teeth? Guys, do you know the answer to this question about teeth moving? The Epic Cheat Day podcast at Gmail, Facebook, Instagram. By the way, like and follow the goddamn podcast. You listen to it. You break my balls enough about it. You want to be on it. Uh, I'm putting people on because they're buying me meals. She's not buying me a meal. But on <laughs> Sunday, the guy who I'm recording with, guess what? Buying me a meal gets to be on the podcast. Wow. That's how it works. Yeah, I'm cheap. <laughs> I'm cheap. I'm cheap when it comes to that. It's like free meal. You get whatever you want. I, a friend of mine, actually, uh, I've recorded with him here. Um, he got an earlier spot at my open mic because he brought me White Castle. That is the way to your heart. That is the way to my heart. That's Bring the way to food. my heart. I get yeah. it. I get it. That's actually, I feel like, why we connected. Oh, totally. She. So Masha and I, we talk about, we could literally have a conversation about food. Most likely it's like seven conversations about food mm-hmm. from morning till night. Just like, okay, so what did you get into today? And she'll just list what she ate and what she liked about it and vice versa. And we just go back and forth like that. It's, yeah. it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. In depth. In depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't leave each other hanging. You can't. If you, and I know she's like this, I could say that with 100% confidence. I'm like this. You can't just say, oh, I went out to eat last night and just leave it at that. No, I want specifics. Tell me mm-hmm. about the texture of the fucking sauce on the macaroni. I want to know what it's like. Yeah, I want to know everything. Yeah. And it's offensive if you don't just offer that information knowing who I am now. Yeah. You know? Like, I'll if you don't just if you don't just tell me that stuff, I'll think you're mad at me. Like, wow, you're not. Okay, something's off. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Somebody who gets it. You know, you can't leave. It's an important detail. It's like, why are you, why are you mad at me? 
Yeah. Why aren't you telling me this these pertinent details? Because I don't care about anything else. Like, did they dump you? Did they did they call your mother a whore? I don't care about any other part of the relationship you're having with that person. What are you eating with them? Yeah. You know? Don't play hard to get with the with the details. Well, mashed potatoes and gravy. Let me ask you this. Uh, and by the way, I refer to this as as just anybody who knows me knows that if you're a female friend of mine, you get you get one to seventeen uh, nicknames, and that's just how I know you. Um, so so Masha Latte mm-hmm. hit me with this. True or false, when it comes to relationships, romantic or not, most of the bonding happens over meals. Mm. I would say, in my experience, that is mostly true, but not always true. Not always true. Okay. <clears throat> so, it's a, well, you know, now that we're, we've, we're opening up this uh, can of delicious worms, um, <laughs> talk about your experiences with food. With food? Yeah, in specific. Oh, boy. Uh, in, ge- in specific. <laughs> Uh, specifically uh-huh. about your experiences with food. Like, what makes you passionate about food? Well, oh, man, I am like, I feel like I'm next level passionate about food. Okay. And uh, my best friend is too. Yeah, which is. <laughs> and we, uh, <laughs> we really get each other on this. Um, and I don't, we recently were reminiscing about that moment where, like, we recognized it in each other, and I told her, I, w- I was like, you are my favorite person to eat with. Like, when you find that person that, like, loves food as much as you, it's it's an experience. You know, you can eat in silence together because you're just soaking in the flavors. Like, it's amazing. But I don't... It's a, I'm stopping a tear. I'm sucking a tear <laughs> back into my eye. That was one of those beautiful sentiments I've ever heard. I just say, wow, I really love food. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I'm, I'm, food is like the center of everything in general. Like it's the it center is. of culture and like you know, tradition and relationships. But also it's just it tastes fucking amazing. Absolutely. So, you know, yeah. I, and I would say this and I and I'm stealing this from uh, Andrew Zimmer and he used to host this show called Bizarre Foods on uh, the Travel Channel, which uh, guys watch old episodes of that. I I I know some of those episodes verbatim, right? Or well, practically. But he would say, he mm. said one of the things that got him into food more than anything was that it's one of the great like binding for like it you know culturally if people are from two completely different cultures, the one thing that binds them is they both need to eat. You know, and if you sat down at somebody's table and they served you a meal. It's kind of universal what that means, you know. It's just like the importance of that and the importance of eating the community that surrounds eating. And I'm just like, wow. Like, if you really think about it, like, that's how you get to know somebody's culture first and foremost. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah, what does their food taste like? You yeah, know? it's like another language. It's a totally. love language. It is a love language. Yeah. It absolutely is. Yeah. You know, and she's Ukrainian, guys. So that <laughs> means, like, she knows about the heaviest, densest, Oh, we need to survive winter's food, so everything's going to be made with potatoes and meat. Yeah, that's which... what I grew up eating. <laughs> it's awesome. So, yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Okay, and this this I, I had no plan on talking about, but there is this fucking Ukrainian restaurant that when I first came to Chicago, I really wanted to – I don't know how to pronounce it just because there's too many consonants close together. Classic. Okay, yeah. It's just like – it's it's old LVIV. Oh, uh, it's probably. Um, it's Lviv- in Ukrainian village, yeah. and it's like a Ukrainian Lviv- buffet. I actually don't know how to say that either. Lviv, maybe. 
It's, you hear that? Wow, that's <laughs> such elegant pronunciation. Oh man, someone who actually speaks Ukrainian is going to call me out for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all my Ukrainian <laughs> listeners. In my defense, I speak Russian, but still not not well enough. Um, but uh, I've never been there. But I, I know what you're talking about. Okay, so yeah. like I so here's the fucked up thing, and I know this from when I grew up in what now when I grew up when I was living in Queens, New York. Uh, Forest Hills is a very Russian-Ukrainian neighborhood, mm-hmm. and I lived in Elmhurst. It's like the neighborhood right next door, and pretty much this, it's all the restaurants there don't have, and I don't know if this is like a thing, but all the restaurants don't have posted hours, and they don't open at regular times, and this restaurant, every time I went there, was either not open or... Or they were opening later on that day, but they were non-specific about it. Is that like a thing amongst Ukrainian people? I don't know. I I don't know. Have you experienced this at all with Russian or Ukrainian restaurants? Or so the only Russian restaurants that I've been to, yeah, for the most part in Chicago, have been. So the Russian restaurants here are a little different. Okay. Um, so they kind of like. They, they can be a regular restaurant during the day, but they basically turn into like a nightclub at night. That's awesome. So you have like dinner, but you also have a dance floor. And so as a kid, I would occasionally go to a Russian restaurant either for a wedding yeah. or um, like New Year's. So I my, my mom were very close. Even as a kid, she took me everywhere. Even if it was adults only, I was always there, whatever. But not I, yeah. that kind of adults only fucking <laughs> pervs. Anyway. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. So um, but. Yeah, we'd be those restaurants are open till three, four, whenever in the morning. Wow. And okay. I we'd just be partying. I loved that. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe you need to go at three AM. Three AM. <laughs> maybe now, that's get the time. The, get your crap lock on at three o'clock in the morning at a Russian is crap lock Russian? I don't know. It's a, I it, don't know. It sounds Russian. <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Crep lock? Yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure myself. Okay. It's just I know it's a food dish and I know I've seen it before. I know like if you showed me a picture of it. I'd probably guess if it was crop block. Okay. So, Blintzes. Blintzes are Oh, Blintzes, right? yeah. yeah. Oh, and Jewish. It's, yeah. It's mm, just, oh, good, yeah. That's just combo. that whole Eastern Jew thing. It's fucking oh, amazing. Oh, so good. There was a restaurant they closed. Because, you know, I'm all about buffets, all you can eat spots. So, mm-hmm. they, But they closed it. I'm not sure if you've ever been there. It's Polish. Uh, it's called Red Apple. Red oh, Apple yes. Buffet. I have been there. Oh, my God. Guys, like, okay, let me let me just... Let me just segue That's a little good. bit into telling you guys about Red Apple Buffet. I know that there's a couple of them. I know they closed the one that I went to that's further up on Milwaukee, okay? You are not – I don't care how fat you are. You are not prepared for the gauntlet of food that they serve at Red Apple. It is not for the lighthearted. They don't – like, there is nothing resembling a salad within three blocks of this Mm-mm. place. It's just – it's all heavy. Like It's so good, though. It is so it's good. It's so good. I Yeah, I – uh yeah, I, I think even at the time when I went there, I was mostly abstaining from dairy, but I definitely was like, okay, all bets are off. I got to have this. Got to do it. <laughs> I got to do it. Got it. So. If, if you guys could hit up uh, – uh, I'm, I'm not – again, I, I'm fairly certain there's another red apple there is. that's There's open. more than one. There's more than one. Yeah. And if you guys could find one, go to it, and you're definitely going to feel bad. Uh, there's nothing – there's nothing romantic about it. There's mm-hmm. nothing decent about it. You're barely a human being when you're done. Yeah. But it's a must-go to Give yourself spot. time to recover after. Yeah. Give yourself time to recover yeah. after. Yeah. Now, let's talk about you as an artist. So you you have an acting background. Mm-hmm. Um, 
where did that begin? Where is it now? Where do you plan on taking it? Yeah. So did it as a kid, loved it. Um, and then I, after college, I, I was trying to be um, like realistic, quote unquote, in college. So I did the finance thing, which was not really for me at all. Um, but I started taking classes at Second City and then I did their acting conservatory. So that brought me back. And then I did some shows around town in general. Um, and then I stopped for a while. Um, but yeah, it's just something I just, it's, it's fun. I, I love doing it. It's a great outlet. And, and uh, I think that I'd like to write more of my own stuff is like what's next for me um, more than act, but we'll see. See, and that's why I keep urging her to do stand up. Like I, I tongue in cheek, I'll tell people to do stand up because it's like, Oh, you want to feel some kind of pain? Go to your first five open mics. But you no, I genuinely think if you like performing and you want to write your own stuff, stand up is probably a good way to go. About yeah, it. I was thinking about it today, actually, because, oh, you know, because you've mentioned it. I was, you know, fuck it. I'm, I am I am going to just do it one day just just to say I did it just it, to like tell myself that I did it. And exactly. And see how I feel. Totally. Maybe I'll keep going. And she is surrounded, by the way, by a gauntlet. Of people who are doing comedy. Me, I'm her friend, uh, Dan Garcia, the whole Unlikely Friends crew. She knows them all very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, she grew up with, uh, if you guys are in the comedy scene, you know Jessica Stamus. That's one of her BFF BFFs. Yeah, we didn't grow up together, but she is one of my BFF BFFs. Like, ex- yeah, exactly. As close as you could possibly get to friendship. I still I yeah. still kick myself over like having a conversation with her and not knowing who she was. Like I'm like, because I've seen the name before, but I never saw her perform. So when we hung out, when I first met you at Dan's party, mm-hmm. And she was t- talking about all these like inside baseball comedy things. I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> and then I was just like, oh, I, I forgot. I think Johnny Cosmo was just like, oh, that's Jessica Stamos. I'm like, oh, I'm an asshole. <laughs> so, and she of course moved down to Florida. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but she'll, what happened. She's coming back for a week. So coming back, yeah, to Chicago. Yeah. And uh, before Masha here is actually leaving for L.A. Mm-hmm. So any plans of pursuing acting out there aside from potentially doing a run at stand up? Um, originally, I wasn't planning on it or even thinking about it. But now I'm I'm open to the idea. I'm going to I'm going to feel it out once I'm out there. And see. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And see what happens. Yeah. You know, just have fun with it. I'm not. Yeah, I'm definitely not going there with like, I need to do this. This is. The life that I have set out for myself, I feel very open-minded about the path that I will take. Which is good. I mean, having that level of real, like reality, just you know that groundedness. You know, I mean, because yeah, having the high ideal of I'm going to go out there and I'm going to be a star, that's great, but it's not going to sustain you in the long run. Having actual goals that you can get, like actually be realistic about it. you don't get dealt with all the rejection all at once you know yeah that could sustain you pretty far in that you know the plus people don't realize this but like i try to explain this with stand up i know this with music you know you could have a career doing any one of these things and it's not what the lay person thinks of as a career like with acting you could be a voice actor you could be a stage actor you know you could be a stage hand there's millions of things you could do production wise that are adjacent to acting Stand-up mm-hmm. comedy, you could be a comedy writer, you know, you could be a road comic. You know, there's all these different... Totally. I mean, 
Yeah. Ideally, I'd like to be in the arts, but stay anonymous, like be able to live off of that, yeah. but not be famous. Like I, I'm not interested in that part of it, you really? know, so oh, wow. God, no, that sounds awful. <laughs> Fame sounds really awful when you think about it. it. It does. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's okay if you want it. I, I, do not. I, mean, <laughs> want, I don't think I want it. It's just, so there's never been an environment that I've been in where I haven't stuck out like a sore thumb. Even amongst comics, like, who's that fucking weirdo? You know what I mean? Because I don't fucking smoke weed and hang out, and I'm also in my 40s. You know, I'm a fucking weirdo amongst weirdos. So, you know, it's not so much. I think I've just accepted that, like, okay, there's, you know, I'm going to have that fucking thing surrounding me. But I'm glad to actually talk to. And this is why I like, by the way, guys, this is why I like having non-fucking comics on here. Because, you know, it's, you know, it's not everybody wants to do that. So, Writing, that's going to be what you figure is going to be the avenue for non-fame slash being in the arts kind of thing, huh? Um, I mean, that's not why I want to do it, but maybe, okay. yeah. I mean, I I've, I used to write a lot and I've started writing again. So it's, it's just something that I, I love doing. And I think that, I think depending on the project, now I've realized that as an actor, you do have a lot of power. But for a long time, I felt like, an actor is at everyone else's mercy. You know, yeah. you're either at the mercy of your director or, you know, if it's a play, it's like the screenwriter or the, you know, the script writer, whatever, yeah. the playwright. Um, but, you know, it's it like to have more empowerment and control over the the project, like you, it has to be yours, right? And I, I do think that's possible with acting, but writing gives you more of that. So I'm just a control freak. I was going to say, if that's the case, (laughs) be a director. Shit, be a producer. That's always uh, Oh, man. Production sounds like a a bitch. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I've I've met enough people, especially when it came to music. Like, I've met enough music producers where it's just like, I, like, it's the most, it's one of the most unenviable jobs. Like, it's one of those ones where it's like, oh, this is all passion. That's what you're saying. That's it's thankless. You know, now yeah. finally, and you know, I give props to the hip hop industry for this because when I was a kid, you know, before I would say, um, oh God, I don't know what his no one cl- what what his name is, but uh, before Puff Daddy, like nobody gave a fuck about a music producer. Like you heard, like Rick Rubin, maybe you know what I mean. Like it was like this background guy who's probably a golem who you know <laughs> nobody gave a shit about. So at least now they're getting the credit that they deserve. You know, which is good. So yeah, it's a lot of work a that lot of work. a lot of people, most people, don't want to do. So control freak, what's that like? <laughs> I don't actually think I'm a control freak, but <laughs> <laughs> just want to create some stuff. Guys, yeah. do you want to create some stuff again? <laughs> Epic Cheat Day Podcast at Gmail, Facebook, Instagram. What time did Mike say we had to get out of here? Six forty-five, maybe. Oh, we oh, have- we got some time. Nah, yeah. fuck that. Let's stretch this out. I was over here rushing towards the end. Nah, you know what it is? I'm hungry. Like I haven't eaten all day. Anytime I eat all you can eat sushi, I make it my business to eat as little within twenty-four hours as I possibly can because I want them to regret the decision to make their restaurant all you can eat. That's a great goal. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I, I like that too, especially because I'm a I'm a smaller human to walk in and they're like, oh, that's nothing, and then yeah. it's like, oh shit, <laughs> we did not see that coming. She's a competitive eater, so yeah. like, okay, so this I'll tell you the what the the time where you impressed me when I was just like, oh, okay, she can hang. 
was so she and I we hung out. We went to H Mart over in Niles, right? And H Mart and Niles is right next to a uh, King Spa. It's uh you know it's just a big you know Asian shopping center, right? Yeah. And I don't know how you saw this. I didn't see it first. You definitely saw it first. They had this pre-made sashimi tray, right? It was only forty bucks, I think. Yeah, great and deal. It, oh my god! Like, and if you if you've eaten sashimi for like forty dollars, like, dude, they gave a like if you got that at a restaurant, that would be easily like a hundred, a hundred and twenty dollars worth of sashimi. Oh yeah. It's, oh yeah. It's it's a platter. It's a platter. <laughs> full like, blown. Exactly, full blown. This is this is a catering tray, and. Without thinking, she's like, oh, yeah, me and Ella are going to go split this. I'm like, what the? (laughs) She's my person. I mean, wow. (laughs) Like, no hesitation. She just picked out the best looking one she could find. And then, of course, me being, you know, the the big guy I am, I took one. And when I got home, I'm not kidding. I knocked that whole thing out in maybe 15 minutes. Yeah, you try to talk yourself out of it. And I was like, no, I think you should do it. And this is why she and I are cool and going to stay cool. I'm going to visit you in L.A. And you know why? It has nothing to do with hanging out with you. It's because L.A. has some amazing sushi spots. I know. We've already been talking about the food in L.A. Like she's been sending me menus like, yo, check out this spot right here. There's a vegan sushi spot. A vegan sushi spot. And it looks amazing. And it looks amazing. Like it it looks like I'm not going to care that there's not, you know, grease in this. And it's fine. Like look at the menu. Yeah. And yeah, this is good food. Yeah. I think LA is good at making healthy taste good. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. They, they pioneered it for the US anyway. I mean, I would yeah. think like they're even before New York. I mean, New York is known as the big restaurant, but it's like, no, LA was like, you know, you had your culinary geniuses out there. Like they were on the health kick before anybody else. Totally. You know, probably even before Europe, I'd say. I, I, if I, you know, if I'm thinking back, like I, I know a little bit about my culinary history. I think Wolfgang Puck probably started like an amazing trend of that back in the day, mm-hmm. back in the nineties and everybody else followed suit. Um, yeah, but you're going to LA and people are like, Oh, well everything's healthy out there, but it's also a food mech. I mean, for God's sake, they have buildings that are shaped like hot dogs and donuts. I mean, that's, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And they have the unhealthy stuff too. And they, yeah. they've got it all yeah. and they've got fresh fish, fresh fish. I mean, the yeah. ocean's right there. You know? Yeah, it's a it's a win win win. I'm I'm ready. Right. I'm excited. Yeah, I've been preparing. How nervous preparing. are you versus excited? Like where are you at right now? I mean, this is a week away now, so it doesn't feel real. So I'm not nervous. Okay, but I'm so exhausted from like running around and doing all this last minute preparation plus working that I I'm not excited yet either. It just doesn't feel real. I can't believe and with the snow, I can't believe I'll be somewhere without without the snow in a week. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty impressive. Yeah. You know? Um It's like magic. I, I, it's like magic, you guys, to be in a place without snow. Um so okay, I don't know if you mind me putting your business out there, but like I, I'll ask you just flat out, do you wanna tell them what your work situation is like right now? Because in terms of moving, like she's doing something that and you're talking to a guy that got the idea in his head to move to Philly. And moved to Philly three weeks later. Okay, so I totally get the mentality of this. Um, tell yeah, them about, tell them about your job right now and like where that is. Like you're doing something that most people don't do. Yeah. So, and it's probably smart that most people don't do this. I'm yeah. definitely not suggesting anyone 
do this, but I, I absolutely, uh, <laughs> she, she is on a pedestal for doing this guys. Go ahead. Right. I, um, yeah, basically I, for a few months have been thinking about moving, but I wasn't sure. And I wasn't sure where I was going to go. And LA was on the list. And then I decided, okay, LA it is. And then I did not know how to bring it up to my manager. And so I just did not for a very long time. And so I've already been like looking for a place to live and packing my things and still have not told work. And um, finally. Did you tell them yet? Y- yes. Oh, I, okay. I was going to say like, I thought, well, the reason why I gave no. them that whole, when yeah, did you but tell like, them? Like a, like a week ago. <laughs> so yeah. So That's like three awesome. weeks before the move. And I, uh, yeah. And I kind of pitched it as an idea. And I, in my head, I'm like, Maybe if I make him think it's his idea, it'll be better. Um, but uh, what what I didn't expect is that my manager was like, he was like, okay, so you want to move, cool. Like, but let's do a, what about a different city? He was like, what about Dallas or what about Nashville or what about Europe? I was like, whoa, Europe's on the list. Okay, well that could have changed things maybe, but uh, <laughs> had I known that also, earlier. <laughs> also, I would point out that there are places in Europe that are probably not that good. Well, he, I think he he said like Barcelona and Zurich. Um, oh, not bad. Wait a, yeah. wait a second. Yeah. That's a, that's those are game changers. Yeah, obviously right not now, but you know, next year maybe. But I, 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 yeah. But he he knows I'm going to LA now, but he definitely does not. I don't think he wants me to stay there. I yeah. think he wants me to be there for a few months until COVID eases up, and then I'll move again. And I I'm like, oh, I I guess I will address this issue again later. But for now, it's fine. Just Listen, putting Band-Aids on problems over here. <laughs> look, this is information I didn't have before. Right now, if you have the opportunity to fucking work in Zurich, move to Zurich. I don't even... Hold on. I'm going to ask you something kind of... Zurich's in Switzerland, right? Yes. Okay, so Zurich's <laughs> in Switzerland. I had to confirm that yeah yeah if you have the ability to move to switzerland move to fucking switzerland i don't know i i'm sure it would be amazing but i actually think i'd rather do barcelona okay now one thing we didn't mention before is that i can i just explain where I, i know climate i get that switzerland's not a very warm place that being said i also know that you're a chocoholic uh Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, you okay. know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Like right. I was gonna say. You right. This, see, people don't know this, but Switzerland, they're 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 the known. chocolate's good. That's amazing chocolate. That's true. I yeah. yeah. They. I mean, they this, should have like a chocolate bath. I mean, I I would bathe. You would in bathe chocolate, in chocolate. One hundred percent. Good chocolate. Good chocolate. I have, yeah, yeah, I have no, standards. Not not melted Three Musketeers bars. No, 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 no. actual good chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that, mm. sister. Holy shit. Uh, so, but Spain, I mean, come on, it's Barcelona. So I get that. I mean, you know, it's, I've, I, here's the thing though. So I know people who went to Barcelona, very wealthy people too. So it's not like they were living, like staying in like and some squalor. shit hotel. Yeah. And squalor. And they're like, it's Spain's beautiful, but it's also because everything is as old as it is. It's gross. I'm like, what do you mean mm. gross? They're like, oh, the crawly, the things that crawl out at night. Ooh. Yeah, that, that that that's something. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to dissuade anybody from I it. I think it depends on what things are crawling. I don't know. You know. Yeah. I, well, yeah. What's depends. your threshold for crawling? I don't. Well, I mean, it depends. Are we talking in the house? Because okay, you've you know, been well, to Canadian. You used to fucking have to swat away wolverines and shit like that. But yeah, that's fine. But you know, <laughs> that's fine. I, I mean, if you think about like. Dan and Jess. And oh, that is their, so their rat issue, which I'll I'll you know yeah. say is 
an outdoor trash issue and they're scared of. But they're also in a carriage house, so. But see, that doesn't bother me. I will go yeah. up against the rat. I, I'm not worried about rats. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure we've all done it for them before, yeah. taking their trash oh, out. Oh, totally. And it's just like, <laughs> I have no problem doing it. And I it. feel bad for them. They're really freaked out by those rats, but I that doesn't phase me. Yeah, like, and me, like, yeah, rats to me, like. They're kind of cute. I don't have a problem with rats. Yeah. I, my my problem are roaches and not even the small oh. roaches, but you know, the big ones the big that are ones. like, yeah, the, the big shiny hard shell, you know, the, those things I, I can't. In college, we would get a handful of them from the outside. Um, and that did not freak me out. I think an infestation would freak me out, Ooh. but if they, we, you know, we live by a forest, so occasionally they come in, but otherwise. Guys, unfortunately we got the high side to wrap it up. We're going to wrap it up <laughs> on, on forest roaches. <laughs> Uh, Masha, where if people want, well, she doesn't do any social media because no, she's smart off the grid. and um, she's off the grid. But uh, guys, when you listen to this episode, she will be in LA living the dream. And of course, I'm going to be living with the dream. Thank you so much for listening. Again, like, follow, subscribe, Epic Cheat Day podcast. When I post this, I'm going to post the link tree, click on them, and uh, Help me get my numbers up and then I can get more wonderful guests like Masha. Hell yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you for doing it. Take care, guys. Mike, we're good.